let him come on up and uh, otherwise, brother, I'll sit here for an hour and talk and then you'll be cut down until your hour. Y'all need to get a cello. You need to find somebody who can play the cello and add that in the background. We'll have to work on that because that's a cool, that's, man, that's good stuff. Brother, what's that? Oh, yeah, man, that big bass. Amen. You ever heard him with the string and then uh, the, the yeah. bow and the bass? Oh, oh, oh. Praise the Lord, man. <laughs> yes, sir. I like it. Are we okay? What do we do here? On, on, off. Uh-oh. What do you do? You don't know how to operate you gotta, uh, open that little door. There it is. Just hold it down real quick. Somebody else, Re uh, RF mute off? I don't know. You tell me. Hit the button again. The RF mute go off. Aha. Uh -huh. It says on. Yeah. Or is it low battery? I don't know. I guess it works. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't it good to be saved? Man, I'm telling you what, it's good to be saved. It's even better when you're saved and in the service of God. Amen. And just enjoying the trip. God's good. He's still good. Amen. All the time. That's right. Exactly. Amen. I'm telling you, man, it's just, we've just seen so much. It's, it'd take me two years to tell you all about it. Amen. Just want to say this. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, thank you for your help, amen, financially. Uh, God blessed tremendously because folks pray, amen. And uh, we managed to get home. We're here for to see Sarah. And then we got to now go to Florida to see Tracy. And then we're going to go from there to New York to see my mom and her mom for Christmas. And then fly back and do a three-week revival, amen. And then uh, back to teaching. Say, that sounds busy. It is. I love it. Amen. Keep me busy. I stay out of trouble. And uh, I like to stay out of trouble. I can get in trouble too easy. Amen. I don't need help. Amen. But uh, it's a blessing to be here tonight. And uh, I count it a privilege. Take your Bibles. Go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And this time of the year, you know, you, you, your meditation seemed to change a little bit because it is Christmas. And you uh, tend to think about the Lord some more even than normal sometimes. And I was meditating a little bit this morning and I thought about that verse there in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might become rich. Amen. Amen. And my, my, my. You know, and he was the king of kings and still is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And you know, I got thinking about that for just a minute. You know, any king that's ever made it to heaven from the earth had to bow in his presence. Amen. He's still over them all. Amen. Amen. He's still God. He hasn't lost any power. He hasn't lost any uh, ability. I mean, he's still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So why just say that? Because, uh, you know, sometimes as we get a little bit older, and we're looking toward down, down on the, the home stretch of this thing. Uh, there's some things that you just want to make sure are in line. And, and uh, you want to make sure your family's taken care of, your wife's taken care of, you know, and things like that. And, and man, I'm telling you, it, it gets, so there's things there to get trickier than they used to be. You know what I mean? And I can't uh, pick up my tools and make a few bucks anymore like I used to. I pick them up, but they're so heavy, I have to drop them, Amen. And I just can't do what I used to do. But praise be to God, man, I can still believe God, right? 
I can still pray, amen, and I can still hold on to the promises of God. And tonight, I want to look here at Matthew chapter 14, and we'll start reading there in verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Father, God, thank you for the privilege it is to be here tonight. Lord, I don't take it lightly. God, I know what's in me. There's nothing any good in Cliff. But Lord, I know the Spirit of God's inside. And I know the Spirit of God can take the Word of God and lodge it in our hearts. And I pray, God, you do just that tonight. Best I know how I give you the vessel. I ask you to fill it to overflowing. And allow that overflow to meet the need of each heart. I'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I got thinking about this. You know, uh, I looked up that word constrained, and it means urged, irresistibly, or powerfully, compelled, forced. In other words, the Lord was quite adamant with these guys, get in the ship. Amen. And you're going to the other side, right? And so he's, he's telling them, you know, I mean, he, he, what did he say? He constrained them, get in the ship, and, uh, and to go before him to the other side. And so... You know, has God ever constrained you to do something? I mean, has he ever just really, I mean, impressed on you so hard you knew you had to do it? And you couldn't put it off, you had to do it now. Amen? Well, you know, has he ever urged you to go into something and you kind of had an idea that when you went into it, it wasn't going to be fun? Amen? I mean, these guys, listen, they're, they're going to be rowing out through there and... All of, it wasn't like, you know, just all of a sudden, listen, it said Peter saw the, the, the wind there, boisterous, you know, the waves, all right, boisterous, right? Well, he'd been rowing for quite a while. You mean he didn't see it before? Or wasn't he paying attention? You know? You know, they could be, they just didn't know the storm was going to be that rough when they left the shore, you know? You know, walking with God sometimes, it's uh, fun, isn't it? And I say that tongue-in-cheek. Amen. I mean, it's the fun kind of stuff where it's like, uh-oh, where'd this come from? What in the world is this, right? And uh, I didn't realize this. I didn't sign on for this. Well, welcome, amen, to the work of God, right? I mean, you can't always call what it's going to be. But here it is, man. All of a sudden, they're in a, in a situation. And uh, it's going to take something called faith. Right? And then here's Peter. 
And Peter's faith is going to be a little bit more. It's going to be tested a little more because he's got to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've never walked on the water. Amen. I've never made it. I did up in the Arctic, but it was froze over. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And the Lord says to him, he says, O thou of little faith. I mean, can you imagine the Lord? Himself? Now, he's already told him, look, you're going to the other side. But he didn't tell him when he's going to the other side, he was going to get out of the boat and walk. Right? He just said he's going to the other side. So when you start sinking, wait a minute, you still have a command back there to go to the other side. He's not done with you yet. Right? And so he says, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You know, doubts arise, don't they? Amen. I mean, in the greatest of times sometimes, doubts arise. And I said just a few minutes, a couple minutes ago about, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm wondering, man, how in the world is this all going to fall into place here? And like, you're getting ready to die? Well, you know, I don't, I've got fewer days left than I've already lived. Amen. And I want to make sure I do it right all the way. Listen, I've come too far to mess it up now. Amen. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to go sideways. I don't want to, amen, go in upside down and all crashed up. Amen. I want to go in with a victory shout. Amen. When I cross over the river, I want everybody to know at the cross and amen who my God is. Amen. That he is the God. Amen. And that he is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And even down to old age and the white hair. Amen. God is still going to take care of us. Amen. And so, but yet doubt comes up, right? So I looked up the word doubt. It says there in that 1828, first it defines it as a verb. It says to waver or fluctuate in opinion, to hesitate, to be in suspense, to be in uncertainty respecting truth or fact, to be undetermined, even in matters divine concerning some things, we may lawfully doubt and suspend our judgment. So you see what doubt, doubt affects our judgment. Amen. Then it's defined as a noun, a fluctuation of mind, arising from def a defect of knowledge or evidence. Okay, now, boy, that's a deep well right there. Because what I'm going to look at tonight is we've got no reason, amen, to have a defect of knowledge or evidence. If you've lived for God any length of time, amen. We've already seen enough, done enough, seen God do enough, amen, read enough Bible to know better, right? Amen. But still, man, it comes up, right? So I got thinking about it. It also means to fear. I think I read somewhere, oh yeah, it was in the Bible. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? So we ought not be double-minded in the thing. So there in verse 31 again, he said, Wherefore didst thou doubt? And there's some reasons for doubting. First of all, difficulties will make us doubt. Amen. When things don't go the way we think they should. You know, sometimes we set our expectations in the wrong direction. Sometimes. Sometimes we don't set enough expectation. Sometimes we set too much expectation. The thing of it is, is we need what God expects. Amen. Amen. Difficulties come up, but the ship, verse 24, was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. One of the definitions in the noun category of doubt is this, simply difficulty objected. 
One thing to keep in mind is this, that difficulty is often going to be there when we're trying to do right by God. Look at Job. Man, I'm telling you, you talk about somebody hit some difficulty, he hit it hard. And then, you know, those difficulties are directed our way to a purpose only known by God. Amen. I mean, the devil didn't know what the Lord was up to when the Lord let him go after Job, you know. Job didn't know what was going on. Amen. It took him quite a while. I forget now how many chapters it was until Job figured it out. But it took him a while. Amen. And if there's any question to be asked in a difficult situation, it should not be, why me, Lord? Amen. Why? Because in that way, you're kind of telling God, you don't deserve this. You know, why me, Lord? Why are you picking on me like this? He's not picking on you. Amen. He's got a purpose, remember? Amen. All things were created by him and for him and all that. Amen. And amen. We deserve worse. It should be rather, what's this for, Lord? Why? Because God has a purpose in that difficulty. Just like in Job, and he finally came out, and Job had some stuff in his heart that ought not be there, and it took however many chapters it was, I can't remember now, but to get that out, to bring it to Job's, amen, front, forefront where he could see it and say, whoops, that's me, Lord, amen, and get right over the thing. Uh, God never works anything in his children's lives without a purpose, without a plan, or for his pleasure. Revelation 4.11. Uh, Romans 8, 28, everybody knows it, right? We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. But how often you hear verse 29 quoted in context with that? For whom He did foreknow, He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. See? All things, all, that's all for everything. It's all working for good. Why? Because if nothing else, God's trying to make us more like Jesus. Amen? And I don't know about you, but I could use a whole lot more like Jesus. Amen? After 40 years, I'm still saying, oh, my soul. Lord, how do you ever put up with me? Sometimes I can't put up with me myself. Amen. But, you know, some reasons. Amen. Difficulties. So, I don't know, tonight you might be in a difficulty. Don't let it bring you to doubt. And we'll deal a little bit more in, in, in the future here. Another thing that can cause us to doubt is darkness. Amen. Verse 25 said, in the fourth watch of the night, that's dark. The Romans divided the night into four watches for their soldiers. In the fourth watch of the night is the last period of darkness just before dawn, approximately 3 a.m., 6 a.m. It's known as the darkest time of night. Hence the saying, it's always darkest just before the dawn. Amen. There's been many a night, amen, where we've had to just hang on and realize that uh, daylight's coming. Amen. God didn't put you in the dark or let you get in the dark, amen, to leave you in the dark. Amen. He's in the dark. In fact, uh, you look around a little bit in your Bible, and you, you, know, you might not be able to see the Savior work, you know, when it's so dark. But remember, uh, you look at some of the folks in the Bible. Look at uh, Paul there in Acts 27. It's a dark time. Man, it's in a shipwreck. It's in the night. Amen. They can't see where they're going. And, you know, they didn't have all the fancy instruments we do nowadays to lead them and, and steer them and all that. Amen. And, uh, you know, remember Samuel. In the night, four times, God had to call to Samuel when he was calling him. 
And that fourth time, Eli told him, said, look, just tell him, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And he went and answered him, right? It's in the dark, amen. Sometimes we tend to, to doubt God. And I'm going to tell you something. If you really like the dark, there's something with you. Your door's ajar somewhere, amen. Something ain't right. Uh, we're supposed to be children of light, right? I don't like dark. I don't go too many places without a bright flashlight, amen. Why? Because I might need it. Amen. You know, the psalmist put it there in Psalm 63, 1 and 2. He said, uh, he's in the wilderness of Judah. He said, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so have I seen thee in a sanctuary. We're going there early while it's still dark. Amen. I'm telling you, when you're working the hours that they had to work, it was still dark. Amen. How many times, amen, especially this time of the year, did we get up to go to work in the dark and we came home in the dark? Amen. And if you don't have any time for God, it's got to be in the dark. Amen. Where you can actually take time with just you and him because work takes the day, right? Amen. Or Isaiah put it in Isaiah 26, 9, with my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me, I will seek thee early. For when thy judgments are on the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. And then, of course, in 1 Kings 8, 8 12, then spake Solomon. The Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. So when we got the dark times, amen, where we can't see God, never forget God's still there. You may not see him. You may not be able to see his hand at work. You may not even hear him, but rest assured, he's still there. Uh, that little old lady that, amen, used to pray for me before she died. And one thing she said to me with that little bony finger pointed like that. She said, there's going to be times when you're over there serving God. You're going to think he left you, but don't you think so? She said, God never left you. He promised you he'd never leave you nor forsake you. She's pointing like that. I said, mm-hmm, you're right. Amen. Gets dark. There's 11 verses which mention the thick darkness in God. Amen. Said he dwell, he delights to dwell in the thick darkness. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Amen. Zephaniah 1.15, speaking of the day of the Lord, says that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble, a day of distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess. Amen. So don't be surprised if God lets you go in the dark to find Him. Amen. So Two things so far, difficulties and darkness. And sometimes, man, that darkness is so thick, I mean, you, you can't see your hand right there. You can't see God. You can't see anything. And it's dark, but you still have marching orders. And you may wonder what to do. Third thing that I thought about when I was this morning, another thing that causes doubt is no discretion on where the authority lies. Man, I ran into a fella today, mm, my soul, I mean, he wanted to tell me, preacher, that, that, that uh, the Antichrist wasn't a man. I said, and why is he called the man of sin? 
I, I read my Bible, it says he's a man. Why does he have the number that's the number of a man? <laughs> Amen. Everything's about him. Amen. A man. Why is there a false prophet? Amen. And all that. Amen. I mean, I said, well, you see what problem is? Problem is this. Folks don't remember. Amen. They have no discretion on where the authority lies. Listen, it's not about you and me. It's not about what we can do. Amen. If it was up to what we can do, this thing would be a flop every day. Amen. I mean, getting out of bed would be the worst thing we ever did every morning. But thanks be to God, it's not about us. Amen. It's about Him. And God doesn't lead us. Amen. Where He can't keep us. He doesn't lead us. Amen. Where He can't use us. Amen. Sometimes you get in that difficult situation because somebody needs to see you go through that difficult situation so they can really realize that your God is still real. Amen. And he still does what he's always done. Amen. But, so, you know, folks, they forget where that authority lies. Listen, this fellow said to me, he said, well, I, do, I don't think. I said, there's your problem right there. First of all, you're thinking. You shouldn't. Amen. You shouldn't trust God. Stop thinking. It doesn't matter what you think. Amen. You take what you think and what I think, put it in a thimble, and if we call it dynamite, you couldn't blow the thimble up. Why? It doesn't matter what we think. Amen. Why? He said, see that you what? Think not as other Gentiles think, you know, according to the vanity of their mind. I mean, think according to this thing. I mean, you want to sit in judgment over the word of God with this thing? Man, you're missing some marble somewhere. Amen. So what should you do? What should you do when doubt comes to mind? When doubt pops up in your life, what should you do? First of all, trust the word of God. That book will not fail you. Amen. It's never failed one time. It's never had a lie. It's never had a misguided truth. Amen. If God did something in there that looked a little, uh, I was reading that thing the other day where God said, the Lord moved on David to number the children of Israel. And then the Lord whacked him for it. Amen. I said, Lord, what would you do that for? He said, I'm trying to work something out in this man. Listen, you can't, we, I mean, we do, but we shouldn't question God. Amen. God knows what he's doing. Right? And we doubt him. Lord, I don't think that's going to work. Well, you know, God's a failure, right? He told you to do something because he wanted, he wanted to be a failure in front of everybody, right? No. And even if you fail, man, God's got a reason for that. It's usually to teach us, amen, to trust him. Trust the word of God. Verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now he's already told them, amen, look, I want you to go to the other side. I'll, get, I'll catch up with you somewhere along the line, amen. I mean, how'd they figure he's going to get there, fly in in a helicopter? I mean, you know. All of a sudden they see this thing walking on the water, and they, you know, it's Jesus, but they don't realize that. I mean, you know, they're so busy uh, with what they're doing. Amen. Rowing. You know, sometimes it's best just to kind of wait a minute and check things out. The Lord shows up. He says, be of good cheer. It's me. You're all right. You know, I know we don't have that spoken word, but the speaking Lord in a physical sense, amen, is still with us. Through those scriptures. Go to the scriptures and have the Lord calm your fears. You know, I say this in some places. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he what? What's the book say? Psalm 37? Delight 
Amen? Stuff's a good man ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. You're looking at a happy liver. I'm not a happy camper. I'm not camping. I'm living. Amen? And what is it? That book, that, the Lord of that book, amen, it's still, he's going to guide you with this book. And he's not going to lead you astray with this book. Amen? You got a problem with something, you got some doubt, find the answer in here, man. God's still in the book. He's still alive in the book, amen? He's still alive in your soul. I mean, man, we got all kinds of ways he's still alive to prove himself to us. He still does things in our life, amen? Trust the book. Go to the book, amen? Seek, from, amen, the face of God and ask him to show you. You know, verse 26, the disciples see Jesus walking on the sea. They see him walking on the sea and they start crying out for fear. Amen. Well, he just told them again, go to the other side, man. He told them what to do. And the problem was they forgot what he said or something, right? You know what needs to be with you and me? And folks struggle with, 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 with security, you know. Lord, you said right there. I did exactly what you said. And Lord, I did it in faith that you said it, not me, not another man. I did it in faith. God, that's your word. And you said, Lord, now if I go to hell, I'm going to go to hell trusting in your word. Amen. That'll settle it. Amen. That'll help it. Lord, this thing, listen, you know what you, if you get your steps guided by this book, you know what you can do? You can go back to that book when the devil raises up that little ugly head of his and tries to make you doubt, whether it's through darkness, whether it's through doubt, whether it's amen or, or, or a misplaced allegiance or something, whatever. However you're doubting, you take that book and you, hold, you stick him right in the face with it. Say, look, I'm not doing this for me. God told me to make this step. There's my marching orders. You hit the pike. Amen. Say, preacher, you're nuts. I'm having a good time. Amen. Amen. There's been many a night I've had to get alone with that book. Amen. And have a, just have it out. And I say, and there's been many a time I've had to say, Lord, this is what you said. You told me to do this. And I'm doing exactly what you told me, what you guided my step with right here. And Lord, this thing's going wrong, apparently. But that doesn't mean it is. That just means that's the way I look at it. So, Lord, help my faith. And then there have been times when, amen, it just keeps coming up. Hey, listen, the Lord wants to help your faith, but the devil wants to destroy your faith. Amen. So if it keeps coming up, guess what? Somebody's at work here. And I've had to go back at him and say, look, devil, right here it is. This is exactly what God told me to do, and this is exactly what I'm doing. If you don't like it, that's tough. Go hit the pike, man. Go back where you belong. I'm not giving in to you. Amen. And then what do you do? You just get up and do what you were told. You know who the victory comes to in this thing? It ain't the guy that goes across the finish line at 150 mile an hour. That's just NASCAR, man. It ain't the guy, hey, man, that just, I mean, he's got everything every just so perfect and the, the, the T's are all crossed just exactly level and, and, and all the dots and I. It, it's the guy that finishes. Otherwise, why did he say in Hebrews, we are not of them which draw back unto perdition, but of them which believe unto the saving of the soul? Amen. Listen, man, just finish. 
Do what he told you to do. Amen. Trust the word of God, man. Let those scriptures calm your soul. And then, trust him for his work's sake. Those things he's already done. Take your Bible, go to Mark chapter 6. <clears throat> Mark six forty nine. Same account by Mark. He says, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And he went up with them into the ship and the wind ceased and uh, sorry, went up unto them in the ship and the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Now look at verse 52. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. They'd just seen him feed, I mean, a whole bunch of people with a little bit of bread. I mean, they had seen the Lord's hand in their midst. And now here it is just a few hours later, and they're doubting him. They're wondering what in the world's going on here, Lord. Just trust him for his work's sake. Man, here it is, Peter's out there, and back there in Matthew, in verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Immediately. I mean, that's how much the Lord cares, amen, to strengthen and help our faith immediately. He didn't let Peter sink very far. I mean, when Peter looked up and said, Oh, Lord, help, you know, the Lord, amen, right there, right there. Man, Jesus said Peter was of little faith. What's that say for the other fellows that are still in the boat? Amen. Sometimes he didn't, you know, he didn't even acknowledge they had any faith. I mean, and, and there in Mark, he's in the ship. They're all amazed. They're all, I mean, amazed beyond measure and wondering. And he says, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. My, my. Trust him for his work's sake. Man, he's still God. He hasn't fallen off the throne. Listen, he didn't have to get up this morning and take half a baby aspirin. He doesn't have any heart problem. He doesn't have any head problem. He don't have any problem. Amen? He's the problem solver. Amen? Trust him for his work's sake. And thirdly, trust the work of the Holy Ghost in your life. Listen to that still small voice. Sometimes, amen, when we're in that darkness, it's time to sit still and listen. You know, you can hear a lot of different things just sitting still and listening. I was amazed. Here we are late into the year, and I'm sitting there eating breakfast this morning. And the windows were open at my son-in-law and daughter's house, and I was listening, and, and all of a sudden I started hearing birds. And I heard birds that should have already gone south because it's already gotten cold, right? And I thought, man, that's different. You hear things you wouldn't normally hear by listening. Amen. Wherefore didst thou doubt? 
John 14, 11, he told the disciples, you know, if you can't believe me for who I say I am, <laughs> couldn't you at least believe me for the work's sake? And then he says in Ephesians 1, 13, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. The Holy Ghost is in there. And He's still working. Trust Him for what He does. Listen for what He says. And you know, Sometimes we pray and we don't get an answer, so we think God's left, right? God's done. You know, I don't hear nothing. I've been praying for a week and I haven't heard anything, so you know, God must not be in this. Now, wait a minute. Did God tell you to do it? Did God send you there? Did God put you, amen, in that situation? Did He allow that thing to come upon you? Did it slow? Did it, I mean, did God look back and say, I didn't know that was going to happen? He's still there. Trust Him for His work's sake. Trust His Word. Trust the work of the Holy Ghost. And if you can't hear that still small voice, maybe just ask Him and say, Lord, have I grieved you? Lord, have I, did I make a wrong turn here somewhere? Because uh, I just haven't been seeing you work. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we're almost charismatic in a sense. We've got to hear that thunder and we've got to hear that, you know, and cracking and booming and crashing and see the earth shake. And, but God doesn't always get to us that way. Sometimes it's just that still small voice. Sometimes we just need to be still and know that He's God. Then you can get it right. Amen. And when you do that, you can trust what He told you to do. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Peter trusted him, and he got back in the ship. In fact, he walked back to the ship with Jesus. Over there in Mark 6, verse 54, said they knew him. They knew who he was when he came walking back with Peter. Man, when he got in the boat with Peter, it's a different story. <laughs> Amen? Uh, their knowledge and trust of him made them want to run everywhere they could, man. And they wanted folks to know. There in Mark 6, verse 55, it says this. And they ran through that whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. Man, now they're back afire again. They're excited. Hey, man, let's go get them for Jesus, right? I mean, they're running everywhere, grabbing folks. Hey, man, you sick? Come on anyway, man. Here, get on the stretcher, man. Let's go, you know, whatever. Hey, man, bringing folks to Jesus so they knew if they could get them to Jesus, Jesus could help them. There's still folks out there, folks, that need our God. They need a touch from heaven. Now, there's still some saved folk out there need a touch from heaven. There's some folks been through some, I mean, some things just, I mean, terrible. Terrible, terrible. Amen. That need us. Just go by and help them get to God. Amen. Just believe Him for His work's sake. Believe Him for His Word. Believe the work of the Holy Ghost. Listen. Verse 56 said there, And with us, whoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid their sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Man, they didn't have to touch him at the waist. They didn't even have to reach up and get him up here in the breast somewhere or get him on the sleeve. 
All they had to do was touch the hem, just the borders, just the bottom. Amen. If they could just get a touch, he'd take care of it all, right? Sometimes that's all folks need. Isn't it a blessing? You don't have to go very high to reach Jesus. Amen. He condescended to men of low estate like you and me. Amen. He came down where we were. Aren't you glad he did? Aren't you glad you didn't have to climb some mountain or you didn't have to pay some bill or you didn't have to, amen, empty the bank account or whatever, amen? All you had to do was reach out. And when you reached out, everything was taken care of. He met you right there. Amen. That's what he's waiting to do still. Meet us right here. Listen, it's not a hard thing. Amen. When the doubt arises, it's going to come. It happens to all of us, man. Nobody can claim they're exempt. But when they come, just remember who you are. You're still a child of the king. Amen. And you still have his word. And you still have him. And you still have the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can still see his working. I mean, if you've lived for him any length of time, man, you can look back and see his work in your life. I mean, if you've been saved a week, you can look back and see his work in your life. Amen. And no matter how long you go in this thing, you can always look back and see where he's done something. And you know it. And he did it, and he's the only one that could have done it. Amen. And you just have to say, thank you, Lord. Man, I'm a mess. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Trust him and do what he tells you to do. Finish the job. Amen. We're coming up in the end of this thing before too long. I mean, look around at what's going on in the world, and I know I've heard all kinds of people in and there's skeptics, and then there's mockers, and, and they've always been there. And what they're doing is they're trying to spew their doubt on you and me. I was telling them, have fun, man. If you, want, if you want to doubt the rest of your life, you go ahead. I'm going to trust God, amen? Deliverance is soon coming. Amen? One way or the other. Amen? We're about to hear a loud trumpet. Amen? When we do, amen. doubt will be no more. Amen? <laughs> Lord, we love you and thank you for the opportunity, God. I pray it's been a help and a blessing, Lord. These folks are a blessing to me. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Some are coming. The pianists and, and musicians are coming. The Lord spoke to your heart. Amen. Feel free. Do business with the Lord. Doubt been plaguing you. Don't let it. Trust God. He's worthy of it. Do what God told you to do. Amen. You'll be rewarded. And my, 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 I can't even go into that. i give you another hour on rewards. What a blessing it is to see God come through and bolster your faith. Amen. 